Hi listeners, welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm your host, Alana, ADHD life coach and social worker. I learned how to manage my ADHD and now I help others do the same through one-on-one coaching, my content on Instagram, and through this podcast. Sam and I really enjoyed recording this episode for you guys and I realized after that we had a little bit of an audio mistake and it doesn't sound as clear as some of our other episodes, so please bear with us and our audio will be back to normal next week. Hopefully you don't notice, but we always joke around and we say that if we did things perfectly, then it just simply would not be an ADHD podcast. So as always, thank you guys for sticking around and I hope you like this episode. Hi listeners, welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. Hi everyone. Hi Lana. Hi Sam. What's up? How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm going to visit my parents this week. So oh, fun. I'm naturally going to leave everything until the night before I leave. Why would you do it any other way? I know. You know what I always say. Why would I make it easy <laughs> when I can make it stressful and difficult on myself? And wait till the last minute and have a ton of stuff to do and then end up forgetting stuff. No, Speaking seriously. From experience. I, I go home and like my parents have like shampoo and conditioner and right. like extra toothbrush. But I still feel like this overwhelming need. Like, why do I feel like I have to do everything and also like clean my sheets before I go and clean my entire apartment? Actually, I will say, I mean, I think that's a really good habit to be in because then when you get back it's such it's less overwhelming and your space is just kind of like ready for you I don't know there's just nothing worse than coming back to a space that is overwhelming you know yeah like kind of gross and cluttered and stuff yeah so good for you thank you that's the bolstering I needed today anyway what's going on with you you're so welcome nothing much Uh, I just got back from the gym I'm gonna go see my grandparents after this we're going to dinner at their little place where they live there it actually the food actually is good there um but it's nice because you know as they get older it's just going to a restaurant is a whole thing so being able to just eat there has made it a million times easier and it's easier for them you know yeah totally 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 um okay okay so today i wanted us to talk about the importance of delegating for, I think a lot of people with ADHD, it's just so difficult to ask for help and communicate our needs and everything. And this is just a really important skill in terms of like ongoing ADHD management. So we had to talk about it. Totally. I think delegation is such a balance, obviously. And I think that like, at least with me, I have the tendency to overcorrect or under ask. Like I can never seem to strike the balance between I don't know. Do you know what I mean? So I think that like talking about this is so important. I can't believe we haven't. I say that on every topic. I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. But I, I know talked about this yet. And delegating in terms of like work and everything, but also personal life and just responsibilities, yeah. things that fall on our shoulders, like being able to know what we need help with, being able to communicate our needs, ask for help when we need it. But the thing that's difficult about this is it does require, delegating in general requires some amount of preparation, right? Like planning, you know, which is, again, one of the executive functions that we struggle with, right? Like knowing what we need to do and planning and looking ahead and time management. So it's a challenge, but it's definitely something that I think is important, 
even though it's not natural to a lot of us. And I feel so embarrassed to like ask for help, I guess, even though it's not that, like it's not dumping things on anyone, especially if you like go in with very strict instructions, like that's the wrong way to phrase that. But like calling on someone that you love to like, I don't know. I wish that I had a friend that could just walk Wally, my dog, just Mm -hmm. like a month. I don't know. It's not even that much. Just so that it's one less thing that I have to do every four weeks, you know? But I feel so Mm -hmm. embarrassed asking that. And I kind of also feel like, well, I took on the responsibility of a dog, so I should be able to handle it all the time. And I think that that's one example. But I think people get trapped in that a lot of like, well, this is my life and these are my responsibilities and I should be able to handle it. But just beating yourself up, I don't know. I feel like it's a kind of a tricky spiral. It is. And what's also on the other end of it, when we don't ask for help and we, we assume we can do it all, I feel like it's so common for us to just end up having way too much on our plates, which then leads to feeling extremely like overwhelmed or dropping the ball on some things anyways, you know, and then feeling guilty about that. I can't tell you how often I get trapped in this. I overcommit or I have too much. And then I end up doing everything terribly instead of doing one or two things really well and then you know maybe delegating out or pushing off a couple of other things and then I feel just shitty no totally and it's yeah it's it sucks because then we end up with that feeling of like feeling bad that we drop the ball on things anyways as opposed to like feeling bad that we have to ask for help so it's just all of it is just like we feel bad if we do this we feel bad if we do that we just always feel bad I think like because I'm working in a not typical nine to five right now. And I just started a new job a few months ago. What's really helped me with that has been just being really, really clear about the things I struggle with, with my boss, like right off the bat, which Mm -hmm. are time management. And I take on too many things because, you know, I want to be able to do everything and I want to be impressive and I want to achieve to a really high degree. And, you know, I think that because I've told her my shortcomings in this area, not in a, this is a way that this is how you need to look out for this, but more in a, I'm working on doing this a little better. If you notice that I'm slipping in these areas, please point it out. Like this is something I'm trying to get better at professionally and personally, like, because I was able to talk to her about that before she came to me with the problem. Um, I think that's helped a lot. You know, yeah. I think this, is the same when we always talk about with our interpersonal relationships, like friendships and family relationships and romantic relationships is just being clear about the things that you struggle with. So when there is an issue, people don't assume that you're not aware of it. You know, like I feel like a lot of the time people assume that I'm not aware of these things, but I'm painfully aware of it. Like, I feel that so much. It's like when people point out these things that we struggle with, it's like, like, how dare, how dare you not realize that I think about this 24-7 all day, every day, and feel terrible about it all day, every day. I know. Like, I um can't, like, sometimes with answering texts and stuff, this is, like, kind of an aside. It's not so much about delegation. But, you know, people get really angry at me. And I feel guilty all the time. I feel so guilty. Of course I feel guilty. You know, you don't have to point it out. So I found that like, at least in a corporate environment or a professional environment, and you know, for our listeners who are in school, 
talking with your professors and your bosses and stuff before it's a problem, I think helps a lot to like get people on the same page because I think people automatically assume, like you said, that we're not aware Mm -hmm. and that we're doing it out of spite or disrespect or, you know, maybe because we don't care. Yeah. Or that we just don't care, but that could not be more false. Right. Couldn't be further from the truth. And even before being able to like communicate like with your boss or these people, like the things that you do struggle with, like first that requires us being real with ourselves and being like, okay, like what areas do I struggle with? What areas do I typically tend to like drop the ball on? And we've talked about, you know, technology, like utilizing technology multiple times like a lot on this podcast but Mm -hmm. this is one of the best things about living in this day is like there's something for everything honestly like it is so helpful to be able to have even like my watch or just you know reminders and things that just you know I don't know I think back I'm like I don't know what I would have done in another like century I know when we couldn't use calculators and stuff or any technology or spell check. Oh my God. I'm an editor and I use that little grammar thing on word all the time. Yeah. The worst is, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I don't know what I was going to say. Okay. The worst is when you go on or I'll like Google the word because it's so far off from spell check. <laughs> You know, and then you have to like Google it. Let me give you a suggestion because it has no idea what you're trying to spell. (laughs) Like not even a clue. Sometimes the opposite happens to me too. The word will be spelled right. And I'm like, there's no way that's right. There's no way. Oh my gosh. When you start staring at a word too closely. No, that is actually so hard for me because I'll be making a reel or something. And it'll be, I'm trying to, okay. The other day it happened with the word exercise. And I was like, that can't be right. This That's just impossible. Yeah. And I just stared at it and I was, I Googled it so many times and it was, but I had looked at it too much and I was just like, all right. I mean, if, if this is wrong, I'm going to look like an idiot. It is what it is. Like, <laughs> I just kind of have to go for it and hope for the best, I guess. At this point, I mean, I've tried. Right. Yeah. Something that I think makes, delegating difficult in general is the fact that we want things done a certain way too you know like that and I'm sure even like with your example with Wally like I mean I don't know that's like your baby you know I'm sure even that so I live on a third floor and so there's four little sets of stairs that I have to get down in order to get down to the bottom floor and I'm trying to train him to not go down the stairs until I get to the top step because he goes down too fast and chokes himself on his leash. So he gets, I know it's so, so dramatic. He gets a little treat when he waits at the top of the step. And then, but to explain all of that to someone and then expect them to do it. I don't know. It's just like, I just rather do it myself. Totally. Yeah. No, this is also really difficult. I feel like in, in work situations to, you know, being able to, like assign responsibilities to other people it's a it's a leadership skill you know it's something that we can do to like like we need to do in order to be better and to get everything done and to know what we need help with but it's like but I want it done this way so I think part of this is just kind of letting go 
of the need for it to be done like this one way. And I think this is also so ADHD of us. I think a lot of times we can get stuck on like, this is the way to do it. And so I'm going to always do it this way. And it can take a little bit of time to realize that one, there might be another way of doing it. Or like two, there might be even a better way, but also like allowing yourself to be okay with like, it doesn't have to be that exact same thing, even if we're really uncomfortable with that, you know? Yeah. And I feel a lot of the time in a work environment too, you don't want anyone to know that you can't live up to their expectations in a professional world. No, you don't want them to think that you're useless or you can't do your job or anything like that. But, you know, I think a lot of this just comes from being secure in yourself and knowing what your limits and your boundaries are. Like, I wish that there was a workaround to that, to this like imposter syndrome that delegation does tend to bring up. But I think it's just reminding yourself that it's better to do two things to the best of your ability than it is to do four things at half effort. Yeah, absolutely. With work too, I feel like it is scary to like articulate or communicate this with people, um, especially like bosses and everything. But sometimes I feel like the first time doing something can be really challenging. And sometimes I just want an example, you know, I want to see how someone else does it or just one time even like that makes things that's super important for me to like be able to learn something. So like even so even just being able to say, you know, for this first time, do you mind walking me through this so that I'm able to do it on my own next time? Like once people know that that's your intention, and that you're not just trying to put it off also, that's helpful. The girl before me in the job I'm in now, left all of her folders and all of her files on the server so that I can go. I don't think she did this for me, but like, it's lucky because I can go see, you know, what she's talking about when they want me to do this or whatever. And in the job I had two jobs ago, I wrote a whole manual on how to do my job. So I'm wondering if maybe it was karmic retribution that because Mm -hmm. I spent so much time writing that manual, now I get to, um, benefit off of someone else's experience so I will remember that one if for whatever next job or you know if I'm here forever I don't know like I'll remember to kind of like spell these things out a little more because you're so right it's so much easier to go off an example than it is to just go off instruction when someone tells me what to do I can't even and I can't visualize it in my mind I'm not remembering that there's no way there's no way when I've been in different jobs And people are explaining like all these little details, like here and there about the different parts of the job. I just want to be like, tell me the purpose, like in one sentence of this, like, does that make sense? Like I just, and when I explain things to people, I feel like, or when I'm teaching things to people, I feel like that's kind of something I'm good at because that's what I need is like, like simplify it. Please just tell me the ultimate purpose. I don't need a million other details that just overwhelms me. I need to know in one sentence, like what is the goal, you know? Totally. I think that's one of the superpowers of people with ADHD is that we're so aware of the things that we struggle with that we try really hard to not make those issues for other people as well. Yeah, no, totally. How many times as we go into this next part of the thing of the podcast that I wanted to mention, like delegating things in your personal life, how many times have we said our life would be so much easier with an assistant, a personal chef? You say it all the time. I need a personal chef, a personal assistant to like do the little things, the minutiae. Like I have to get my windshield on my car replaced, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. 
and I also need um, cleaners to clean oh, my yeah. house. Oh, that'd be so nice. Life. I know. But, but I would start with the personal chef. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> you would start. That, that's like, that's so funny. I mean, I would love for us to be able to hire a personal chef. Yeah, if um, anyone knows personal chefs that want to come cook for a disgruntled 28-year-old woman for free, let me know. Did you just say 28? Oh, am I? T- how old am I? You are not 28. Am I 27? I'm 26. How old are you? I had a birthday this year, so I think I'm 27, actually. I think you're 27. That's crazy. That scared me. 28 sounds so close to 30. 28 is close to 30. Oh, my gosh. But I've actually heard really good things about 30s. Like, really good things. About your 30s. I've heard that that's, like, because you already have, you've gone through so much, like, you're learning about yourself. And all these things. And then 30s are like, you kind of are already in this confident version of yourself. Like, I guess. Theoretically, we're supposed to have more money. <laughs> Correct. Like, that's the theory. <laughs> that's what they say. Um, I also want a personal shopper. I think shopping is one of the most stressful experiences ever. And yeah. it's not cathartic, nor is it enjoyable for me. So. And all these things, like, obviously we're talking in, like, a fantasy land. We would do all these million things. But I do think it's really important to know which things really do drain you to the point where it impacts all the other things you have to do. And so I can totally see, like, for example, just, like, right now I'm I'm fine grocery shopping. But, you know, the, like, Instacart and things like that are so useful because think about it for a small extra cost if you can eliminate something that would take up let's say like an hour or even longer and a significant amount of stress and a significant amount of energy and take away from time that you could spend doing other things at some point it's like what's worth it like is that worth it and for a lot of us like things like that are totally yeah I mean I struggle with like grocery shopping stuff because like what if they choose the wrong onion well, produce is so hard because we did Instacart for the, the last um, the bachelorette trip I was on. And it was kind of, I was like annoyed with the produce because yeah, when we can pick out the produce, we can sit there and be like, are these grapes good enough? You yeah. Know? I, you know, you need to squeeze the grapes to see you if need, it works. Right. Like, why would you not squeeze the grapes before getting the grapes, but you just don't have power over that. So this goes to show, like, there's discomfort in letting people, like, letting go of that control. And it can be a challenge, but sometimes it's just, like, being able to weigh what's worth it and what's not. And so overall, I think we just have to be able to assess that for ourselves, you know? Like, what types of things really would improve, like, our day-to-day? Like, we don't want to use all of our energy on these certain things that we might be able to delegate. And I think also, you know with partners and things like that, this also kind of goes into like love languages, you know? Mm-hmm. What's your love language? I think, no, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Okay. Sorry. Am I letting you talk at all this whole podcast? Yes, you're doing great. <laughs> I actually don't, you don't, you can't guess because I have no idea what my love language is. I, okay, well, I think it's words of affirmation. I used to think it was words of affirmation and I don't think it is anymore. Do you know my number? It's so obvious. Yeah, acts of service. Yeah, good job. 
Yes. Good job. You know me. Good job. Good job. But yeah. Wait, so you don't think you're... Um, okay, well, anyways, that's beside the point. But I think this is an interesting way of kind of thinking about what types of things you would like speak to you and your soul if you had someone to help you with them, you know? And for me, definitely yeah. acts of service. Yeah, I think for me, it would be acts of service too. I mean, I would love to come home and have like the floor sweeped, <laughs> swept. <laughs> I will sleep the floor for you any day if I lived close yeah. to you. Just little, <laughs> just little stuff like that. I mean, I think about that a lot. I think this bleeds into, you know, both of us being single, but part of, you know, the thing that I really wish that I had was just an extra person to help with mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. That's like such the non-romantic part that I think people in couples take for granted. I took it for granted, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. aside from having a confidant and someone to hang out with and, you know, the romance and all the other stuff that people (laughs) love about relationships, it's just really nice to, like, have someone else to help with the stuff, the the boring stuff. Mm -hmm. No, totally. So overall, I think it just comes down to, like, being okay with reaching out for help, being okay with acknowledging the things that do take up way more of our mental energy than we it should I don't even want to say it should because these things just do it's different for everyone you know but also like letting go of the pressure of things having to be done this one way like there's often other ways of getting things done yeah they won't choose the right produce but if you weigh up what you got out of not having to go to the supermarket maybe it's worth it on that day definitely and this is just like the you know grocery shopping is like one example but there's so many different things like even just, you know, think about, especially for us, like when someone asks us to help with something, we are more than happy to support. I love being leaned on by my friends. I love it. I think it's such an, a test, a testament to like how much we care about each other mutually and like the state of our friendship. If someone asks me for a favor and this isn't the case for everything, but the Austin airport is straight up like 20 minutes away from downtown. If that, mm-hmm. maybe even like between maybe like 15 minutes. So I'm so willing to drive people to the airport and pick them up. Like it's not even funny, but I feel like I would never ask someone to drive me to the airport. That's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just have yeah. to remind myself that I have put, I have done enough favors for people where I can start to ask for some stuff in return and it's not outlandish, but it is uncomfortable for sure. Totally. It's super uncomfortable. One of the things I'm so bad about is with moves. So moving is so overwhelming. I know a lot of people agree with me. Like there's no, you know, that's not like groundbreaking. Moving is just terrible. And I can't tell you how many times I've thought that I can do a move like myself. By yourself. Yeah. And then it's just like different times, like I've been in relationships and like that's made a big difference, but on my own, like it's so difficult. And then I just end up being completely overwhelmed and so upset and just burned out and angry. And then I'm mad at myself because again, I knew, and my friends tell me this, you've told me this, like people have said, Alana, like I would have happily helped you. Like if you just told me what you were if you just told me what was going on, but it's definitely something a lot of us struggle with. So it yeah. just takes time. 
practice and like getting more comfortable with reaching out, leaning on the people we love, being okay with letting go of control a little bit and communicating effectively. Those are the three things, leaning on the people that you love, letting go of control and communicating effectively. I mean, those are honestly like those three skills on a maximum level are really the only three things that we ever need. But when you zoom in, it's difficult in those you know, things work in conjunction and sometimes they work better than others. And, but, you know, I think it's really just flexing that muscle of leaning and asking for support. That's really difficult for a lot of people, but we say this every podcast episode, but literally it just takes practice. It just takes practice. And then I'm also thinking, there's a last thing to say about this, but like our people, like our listeners who are moms and who are also taking care of like little humans at the same time. I just like, good for I amazing I'm constantly amazed just constantly every day my best friend has a baby or a toddler and I'm just like she just she I don't know how she does it and she just I yeah it's I have like truly no words but um overall so I think like the biggest you know takeaway one thing to just ask yourself is like what is one thing that you can try to delegate a little bit more this week to lighten your load a little bit small start really small start yeah and if you know you reach out to someone and they cannot help that doesn't mean that it was your bad for reaching out remember that absolutely yep definitely because we would be happy to do it most of the time yes well thank you guys so much for listening yeah thank you everyone and let us know what you delegate this week we're proud of you always yes let us know and we will talk next week okay bye everyone bye guys As always, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at coachingbyalana, and you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, write us a review so we can help share this information with more of you. As always, thank you so much for the support, and we will talk to you next week.